we'd like to bring up Michelle Meadows and Mike Deese and yeah. have to hold it. Okay. All right. Wow. Can we just thank Jesus again? Wow. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And um, there's just something about um, getting to worship him with your parents and your children. <laughs> that is just a miracle. So I just want to thank him. And um, so, yes, my name is Michelle Meadows, and I was picked from among us to be the one to share about our experience from our staff retreat, which happened week before last in the mountains of North Carolina. It was Pastor Mike, Pastor Aaron, Sarah Samples, Tammy Minear, and me. But before I continue, may we pray. I thank you, Lord, for this church family you have placed me in. Thank you for the saints among us who were led by your Holy Spirit to pray for us on our retreat. You answered, Lord, the prayers that called for our protection, our rest, our surrender, our unity, and your wisdom. We all thank you, Lord, and I pray that the delivery of my message will bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So we had a very restful and healing two days. We did not go with a business agenda. It was rather a God-guided time, resulting in personal growth and group unity. We prayed, we read, we discussed the Denison book, How to Bless God by Blessing Others. We ate, we laughed, we played cards, <laughs> and we spent some refreshing time outdoors. But what I want to focus on this morning is something that could in no way have happened without the presence of God with us. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this was not necessarily the given theme of our retreat, but it was there that the Lord made this just come to life for me, this verse. I wish I could impart on you the feeling of his peace and his presence that we experienced along with an experiential knowledge of his promises that we gained. But to start, we were all encouraged by Pastor Aaron's vision of Pastor Mike leaning his ear up against Jesus and hearing what God had to say and what he would have us do on this retreat and in the future as a church family. We opened our time with worship and Pastor Mike reading Psalm 139 along with a songbird that we heard daily through an open window who just could not contain his praise for his creator. Prior to gathering, Mike had asked us to individually reflect on what God would have us know about surrender. Well, you can probably guess what God did. After a time of discussion and prayer, God showed us our anxious thoughts and our offensive ways. And he began to prayer, prepare our hearts for surrendering. We prayed for the Lord to set us free from ourselves, for freedom from complacency, for freedom from people-pleasing, for, for freedom from having critical spirits, and for freedom from using our time as if it were our own, and freedom from other things too. And we asked him to show us what we needed to do to die to ourselves. 
we asked God to make us more aware of his presence, and he did. And he showed us that when we humble ourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in his presence, he will lift us up, and he will give us purpose. And then he reminded us that when we commit our ways to the Lord and trust in him, that he will do this. He will make our righteousness shine like the sun, like the dawn, and the justice of our cause like the noonday sun. We asked him to deliver us from evil as we realized heavily that that's what sin is, evil. God's desire is to deliver us because he loves us so dearly, but mainly because it's all about him. And we want his kingdom to come, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. To summarize that miraculous time with the Lord, he revealed our ugly flesh and he began his work of removing it and then healing, restoring, and empowering us. He affirmed to us that his way, which is surrendering to him, is the reasonable, rational, intelligent thing to do. Next, we were asked, what is one thing that God wants you to leave to die to on this mountain? One unnecessary weight and or sin that so easily entangles that God wants me to leave behind. Again, we spent some time meditating on this and listening to revelation from our Abba Father. Did you know that James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed and restored. Amen? Well, confession began, and in the, present of, in the presence of God Almighty, our Savior Jesus, and the convicting presence of the Holy Spirit, we were overcome with a great desire for repentance. And we knew that the sins and the habits and behaviors that we were writing down on pieces of paper and would later burn up in a bowl were things that we know that God has now dealt with and killed in us. And he restored us after that by filling us with some of his very own character traits. Pastor Mike prayed pow powerfully for each one of us, and we were filled not with shame and defeat, but with hope and a knowing that God himself was freeing us up in order for us to fulfill his purpose the purpose of pursuing Jesus and people and his calling on our lives to minister him to a hurting and lost world. And if all that wasn't enough to ensure some team bonding, we spent an afternoon in a small raft making our way down the Tuckaseegee River. <laughs> we started out paddling and flailing and getting stuck over and over. Some of us might have nearly fallen out and some of us might have saved them from falling out. But with the recipe of teamwork and error, correction, laughter, some spoken words, paddle, paddle, <laughs> forgiveness, rest, and forging ahead, we finally made it five, five miles down the river to the takeout. Tired and some of us very hungry and disappointed that our um, chosen lunch spot was closed. Our sweet Abba Father chose a different spot for us. 
We feasted on some of the best food we ever tasted. How good is God? And echoing a speaker I heard yesterday, God did something supernatural, and I cannot help but talk about it. He did a transformative work in me that only he could do. I already loved my brothers and sisters on staff. But God grew in me a bigger heart for each one of them. It's like I see them now through a filter of grace and love and understanding. I think he did this as a result of his Holy Spirit Spirit leading us to a very safe place of being real in his presence and in obedience we all surrendered to Jesus. And keeping my eyes on him, I hope and I pray that I stay surrendered and that he may continue his work in me which reminds me of Philippians 1.6, that I can be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And here's the best part. I don't think he wants to contain his sanctifying work to just the five of us. I believe he wants to do a heart surgery in all of us. And we think that this might sound painful. And actually, it kind of is for a time. But don't we want to work? Don't we want him to work in us so that we can more effectively love and reach others? As a staff, we'll be seeking God's guidance on how to facilitate something like this for our church body in the future. In the meantime, speaking for all five of us, I know that we will forever tell of his wonders and sing of his grace. Thank you again for your prayers and your attention this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, thank you so much. She did an excellent job of really uh, capturing the heart. To, uh, at the retreat. And um, I think it's just really profound, actually. Uh, and and it's, um, it really ties into what we are uh looking at and what we have been looking at through this particular series, which is just kind of a, a back to basics. You know, it's, it's kind of clear the slate. Lord, uh, help us to, to, to see you as you truly are and, and experience him uh, as uh, he truly is. Uh, we began this particular series off just kind of saying, um, you know, as, Lord, Lord, just help us examine ourselves and, you know, as, as we even did at the retreats and, you know, take a look, help us to truly see through your eyes, uh, to see where we are as far as truly being a disciple. Uh, cause you, you either know you're not a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ, or you can be, uh, in a place where you think you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, but you're not, you may be more of a follower of of what the world says a disciple is and and oftentimes the world out there gets it wrong and and so the good news is is that that uh if we take this to jesus he will reveal the truth because he came full of uh, grace and truth so he he'll he'll help you come to know the truth about uh, where you truly stand with there. And, and it's, uh, well, it's crucial. I mean, because ultimately we are created uh, to have a relationship with God and um, uh, he created us to, to live with him forever. We are eternal beings. And uh, the Bible's pretty clear. We will live with him for all eternity uh, or we will be live for all eternity separated from him in a place called hell. 
And uh, I don't know about you, you know, but I, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, got my attention. I don't want to go there, you know. And uh, yet that's not enough to keep you uh, in that place of knowing uh, and having a true relationship with Jesus Christ. All right. So we are now in week three. And if you'll take your outlines uh, and, and that very first verse, here's here's the very foundation of what we've been looking at is Matthew chapter nine, verse nine. Where it says, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth. And he said to him, follow me as my disciple, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. And Matthew got up and followed him. So, again, what we uh, do we have notes back there? Okay. Um, Anyway, if you don't, you can look at your outline right there. But the the same invitation that Jesus made with Matthew, he's making today. He continues to extend that invitation. And uh, again, uh, the the sobering thing uh statement that i that we started this series uh with is is uh found two ways found one by uh billy graham that that said hey you know it is probably he he made just kind of a the sweeping brush that 75 percent of the people that go to churches uh probably are not true followers of jesus christ w.a Criswell said that he uh didn't think that he would see uh uh 80% of the people that went to his big church in Dallas, Texas, he said, I don't, I don't expect to see 80% of the people that come to my church in heaven. That's sobering. That's scary. That's staggering. Now, and, and we're not, we're not here to go boo and all that kind of stuff, but we're here to say, Lord, help us to see uh, where we are in our relationship with you and, and what really, really matters. And so we've been looking at, at the traits of what uh, are truly a dis- true disciple of Christ. And in week one, you know, we looked at, you know, I, I must spend time with Jesus. And, and we looked at uh, those aspects and, and, and also that I must love Jesus supremely. Uh, and week two, we, we spent some time uh, and acknowledging that it gets a little bit harder when it comes to being a disciple. It says, I must love every other disciple. I must love every other disciple. Uh, and then we finished up last week by just this bottom line, I must do what Jesus tells me to do. I must, as a, so as a disciple, I'm spending time with him. I am loving Jesus above and beyond all. I am loving one another and I'm demonstrating that and not just word, but action and deed. And I'm doing what Jesus says to do. Now let's pick up, uh, today on number five, uh, to be a disciple, I must serve others unselfishly. I must serve others unselfishly. All right. Thank you for that. Um, uh, it's here that we see that in Mark, that very first verse there on the outline there, Mark nine thirty five. it says, whoever wants to be first must take last place, uh, and be the servant of everyone else. Uh, I must serve others unselfishly. You might, you might want to circle that unselfishly. In other words, we're not going to serve. Uh, well, you know, we're not going to really serve until we get away from self, die to self, all these other things that we've been talking about. Um, 
And uh, you might want to also circle at the end of Mark 9, uh, 35, everyone else be the servant of not just a few, not just, uh, you know, it's convenient to serve this person because I know that it's going to boomerang, it's going to come back and they're going to serve me later on, you know, and it's tit for that and we got a good thing. No, he said, I must serve everyone else. So this is, a, this is a whole new paradigm shift. This is saying we cannot think like the world. We cannot function like the world. Everything that is important and powerful and good in this world, it says, no, Jesus turns that upside down. And um, it's here that we, we acknowledge that if we're, we're just not going to be a mature uh, and growing disciple of Jesus Christ unless we are serving unselfishly. Um, and so here we, we, we do it not because, uh, you know, uh, it, again, it's going to be any benefit for us. Uh, it's because that's just who we are in Christ Jesus. Um, so, you know, this is what uh, helps us uh, become more and more like Jesus. Uh, the most miserable people in, in, in the world are those that are uh, uh, whose life are, are, are self-centered, self-focused. It's all about me. You know, uh, it's I'm living for my pleasure, my needs, my comfort. Uh, and and it, it's just self. It's just all that flesh that the Michelle was talking about. The happiest people uh, on earth are those who give their lives away. And this is what Jesus is, is talking about here. That next verse there on your outline says in Matthew uh, 20, 28, for even I, the son of man came here, not to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. So disciple me, disciple, what am a circle uh, to serve others and to give my life. So this is a serving and giving uh, life that we're living, not a, 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 a getting and storing up and all of this stuff. It's saying as a disciple, it's serving, giving, serving, giving. Um, and uh, all of a sudden we find that now we are experiencing life uh, abundantly. Um, so... Uh, one of the things that he's pointing out here is that our our life is to be a life of of sacrifice, you know, and we make sacrifices uh, for you know the people that we love. Uh, we we understand what it means to sacrifice, you know, if there's a loved one uh, that that needs uh, attentive care, you know, you know, we we sacrifice some of our wants or things. But he's saying this is the tra trajectory of our life. Every single day, we are living this life of of self sacrifice. Um, that as a disciple of his, I am uh, giving my life up. The essence of Love is sacrifice. So next, Matthew 16, 24, he says here, if anyone wants to be my disciple, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Uh, wow. We looked at this uh, about four weeks ago, but he, he, uh, this is how we get to that place of living with this mentality of like, I'm just serving others unselfishly. I'm, I'm just, I'm just serving others. Uh, three things he points out here. Number one, deny himself. Uh, that's saying, all right, God, 
It's not my agenda. I, my agenda, I'm putting it on the shelf, and I am embracing your agenda. Did you get up today and say, God, it's not about me. It's not my agenda. What is on your agenda today? Uh, God, it's not my plan. It's your plan. Uh, did, did you get up today and say, God, what do you have planned today? And I'm going to join you in that. It's not about my purpose. It's about his purpose. What's your purpose for my life, uh, for this day? That, that's radical. This is, this is radical uh, discipleship. It's a radical way to, but it's the only true discipleship that Jesus talks about. It's, it's, it can be, uh, as Michelle mentioned, sometimes we can feel shame or guilt or, uh, condemnation, but you know, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. It's like God saying, listen, I, I know where you are. I, and one of the things I'm so grateful for is God's, uh, loving kindness and mercy. You know, that he, that he puts up, you know, with our rebellious ways or, you know, pushback. And then, yet he so lovingly uh, just draws us back and says, okay, you've been stuck here for quite a long time, but that's okay. Let's take the next step. Let's take the next step. And this is the opportunity that he's given us here uh, as we've been laying ourselves out before him through this particular passage. But he says, he must deny himself, take up his cross. What does that mean, take up his cross? Well, it literally means to be willing to sacrifice for good and uh, for God, even if it means dying. Take up his cross daily. Um, we, you know, we see pretty, beautiful little crosses, jewelry, and all that kind of stuff. We may have tattoos, uh, really, uh, cross. We see, but uh, we kind of lose. We kind of lose the meaning. The the cross is an instrument of death. And so here's Jesus saying, Mike, you want to be my disciple? You've got to deny yourself. You got to lay down your plans, your agenda. Uh, you know, uh, your time. You're my, you got to lay it. Let's, you got to deny that. You got to pick up my plans, my agenda, my purpose, all this stuff, and 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 you got to take up your cross daily. Daily, the things that Michelle was sharing about are, are things that 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 we're you know we we die to these, but we die daily. Because, you know, if you get out there and you plant a garden and, and you chop down the weeds, you know, use your hope, chop down the weeds, uh, you're not one and done. They're going to be growing back. You're going to have to stay at it, stay with it, keep chopping them down, die daily. Uh, and so the old self is going to try to resurrect itself, this flesh life and, and all, of the, all of these things that are of the flesh that uh, Paul talks about in Galatians. They'll just try to creep back up. And you're going to go, nope, you're back on the cross. Michelle was talking about, yeah, we, we had this exercise of just uh, taking and writing down this stuff that, you know, stuff that God wants us to die to, that we were going to bury on that mountain, bury or burn. And so we decided to burn. We love playing with fire. You like playing with fire? So we wrote it down and just burnt that stuff. Leave it on the mountain. You know, just leave it there. And see, Jesus already took care of all that kind of stuff. We just got to come and... and Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So he's saying, come and die daily. And then he says one more thing, follow me, follow me. 
Okay, Mike, to be a disciple, you got to deny, you got to lay down your agenda, your plans, you got to die to this, uh, take up your cross, die to this stuff that's trying to come in and take over the affection of your heart. This stuff that's uh, keeping you from spending time with me, go ahead and push that aside. This stuff that's keeping you from loving me supremely and adoring me, you, you got to die to that. This stuff that's keeping you from loving other people or seeing other people through God's eyes, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me in this. So if I'm following him, I'm doing this. I'm I'm spending time. I'm loving him. I'm loving other disciples. I'm doing what Jesus tells me and I'm serving unselfishly. Now, one of the things that we're going to do is, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities. And, and many and most of you here, you know, we're unique in this, uh, in the fact that you've got some place that you serve, you know, something you do. But we're going to go back and we're going to, with a fine-tooth comb, we're going to pray. You offer suggestions. We're going to find ways for every single person. Uh, who attends and is a member of this body uh, has a place of service inside the body and also outside the body. You know, and um, uh, so pray for us as we do that because it is essential. Jesus uh, came to give his life away. Um, and he's asking us to do the same. All right, so number six, last one. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. Uh, to be a disciple, I must pass on the good news. I must pass on the good news. Um, Matthew chapter 4 verse 20 says, Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and they followed him. So, you know, we know the story here. Uh, you know, Peter, James, John, Andrew, uh, brothers, cousins, and, and they're fishermen. And they're out there, you know, fishing and they're mending their nets. They didn't fish with the fishing pole. They fish with nets and they're out mending their nets. Jesus comes by and he says, you follow me and you'll become fishers of men. I'll show you how to get people in right relationship with God the Father. I will, sh- I will show you uh, what's involved in helping people uh, get to heaven. You'll become fishers of men. So here, here's, what, here's what the Bible tells us. If we're not fishing, we're not following. If we're not fishing, we're not following. Um, is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? And that, that's like, well, okay, yeah, isn't that the preacher's job? Uh, no, that's a disciple. Paul is talking to Timothy, uh, and he says, Timothy, Take these teachings, all that I've given, all this that you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and entrust these to reliable people who will be able to teach others also. So right there is four generations. Paul, then Timothy, and then Timothy is passing it on. And then, oh, we want these people to be reliable and passing it on. So it just comes down to this. We got to be fishing. 
We can just kind of look, going, well, I, I, you know what? I'm telling people about the Braves. I'm telling people about, you know, my college team. I'm telling people about uh, where, where the best investments are. I'm telling people where the best food is. I'm telling people about this. But if I'm not fishing, I'm not following so if we if that if that kind of like is a zinger, like, oh golly, what's going on? No, don't beat yourself up. God's just saying, hey, I want you to take this next step. I want you to get busy. I want you to get serious. And here's the good news. And, and we need to we need to reframe how we do this. It's like, you know, I'm gonna go out there and convince someone and I'm gonna go, you know, do all that. No, 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 no. Yeah, here's you know what we do? We do we do what they did. They bring them to Jesus. Just bring, that's all, just bring people to Jesus. Um, I heard this weekend that, um, at the conference yesterday, there was just, look for intentional ways to, do, there, there, there's one couple, they, get, they don't even have a dog, but they go to these dog parks and take little dog tricks to get to know the people that go to the dog parts so that eventually they can establish a relationship and then be able to tell them about Jesus. Uh, I, th- th- um, I think Tammy may have mentioned this, you know. Uh, uh, Rick uh, Bysadecki, who many of you heard, you know, he goes to a restaurant, he orders, and but, but after they bring the food, he'll just say, hey, by the way, you know, we, we always say a little prayer before we eat. Can we pray anything we can pray for for you? I mean, we don't, we, we, we don't have to make it so complicated. It's just, it's just, if if we're doing these first five things, if we're if we're really in doing this right here, if we're if we're spending time with Jesus, if we're loving Him, you know, uh, supremely, if we're loving other people, if we're do, if we're doing what He tells us to do, if we're serving, we're going to be telling people. It's like Michelle said earlier. You know, she goes, "He did a supernatural thing, and I just got to tell about it." That's what Jesus says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's what he's saying, do. Another thing I'm, that that we that we want to do as as leaders and elders and and that's reason you need to pray for us. God give us wisdom, and, and you're going to come up with this is 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 help us find ways that we can share the good news. You know, naturally, uh, be intentional about sharing Jesus Christ. I know that uh, one one of the churches that have had an influence on a lot of churches in America, but uh, Rick Warren out in Saddleback, um, one of the things that that they did um, probably early 2000s, there's no perfect churches, by the way, but is, is, is they set a goal to be the first church ever <laughs> to go into every tribe, every nation. And I, what is there, about 195 or something like that, 
And, uh, and, and they set a goal that by, I think, 2010 or something like that, that they would go and have been a presence in every one of those nations and telling the good news of Jesus Christ. And they did. And they did. Why? Because it's the best thing going. It's the, because without people hearing about the love of Jesus Christ, they'll miss out on heaven. So um, we can just real basically make this our prayer, Lord. Help me to bring one person to you this year. How about this? Lord, Jesus, I want to get you. It's going to be your birthday come December. You know, we're going to celebrate. What I want to give you is one person between now and then. Help me bring one person to you. Is that fair? Is that good? He says in uh, Mark eight thirty five. he says, If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will find true life. I, I, I see, and one of the things that Michelle was sharing about from the retreat, I mean, God just made it aware uh, that it's so, I'm a preacher. I mean, I'm paid to be good. Y'all got to be good for nothing. Which most of you are. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm a preacher. But I see how, how, how much this world it just eeks in into our lives. And, 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 it, and we begin conforming to that without even knowing that we're conforming to it. And, 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 and this world is saying, keep your life, keep your life. Get, get, get. He says, if you try to keep your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give it up for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will find true life. One of the reasons that there's so much division and anger and angst and uh, just sickness and dysfunction and all of that is because we're, we're, we're trying, we're trying we're t- number one, we're trying to do it in our power. And, and God says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Or we're maybe trying to do God's work our way. And, and yet, I think he, he put us on to something. He's, no, we live a, we got to surrender each and every day. We got to die to ourselves each and every day. So here's my challenge. Here's my challenge for each and every one of us. You know, there's not any big, beautiful, wonderful story, but he, he, here's the deal. Ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit, Lord, where do I stand? Am I your disciple? Am I your disciple? And then allow him to, through his word and through these weeks and every one of these passages, you know, that's a mirror to look in. Am I a disciple? And if not, he is saying to you, come follow me. Not, not churchanity. I'm not saying you come follow the crowd. Don't, don't follow what Mike does. Don't follow uh, American Christianity. Come follow me. Come to me. It's a personal relationship with a living, resurrected Lord who defeated death, hell, and the grave. Gosh, it's awesome. 
And today you can do that. He makes that offer. And if, if, you, if you want to be a follower of his, I want you to in, indicate that on, on this right here. You know, you say, I thought it was, but let's talk about it. You know, um, it's, it's us nailing that down. Number two, maybe you are a follower of Christ. But here's, I believe God's doing this new thing, and he's inviting us uh, to, to kind of get back to the basics. One of the reasons that it was a sweet time that Michelle was tearing, talk, talking about, it was just time. I mean, it was a period of time that we, uh, we're so, you know, we're so guarded with our time. No, but it was an extended amount of time to be in God's presence. We need to get back to those basics of here. Here's, here's the plan. Divert daily. Withdraw weekly and abandon annually. It's his time. Hey, this is his time. Spend time. Spend time. And right now, is he, he may be just nudging you, you know. Hey, I, just, I need your mornings. Or I need you to have, to step it up. I'll just have a time with me. A devotion. Time. Lunch. Whatever. If you're not doing it, be intentional about it. That's what he's saying. Love him supremely. You know, make this your prayer. Are you willing to make this prayer? Jesus, we pray it all the time. Lord, Help me to know you better and love you more. Ask him. Not just wrote, but just ask him. Are you willing to do that? Because, see, there are things that are going to clamor for your devotion and your adoration. There are things that's got your heart all twisted up. It may be money. It may be sex. It may be your image. It may be what other, you know, what other people think. It, there's all kind of things. Comfort. And we're going to be taking a look at some modern day idols, by the way. So if you, you know, if you, if you're, if you hadn't planned your vacation, you might want to do that, you know, in the next few weeks. Cause I mean, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to talk about it. I must love every other disciple. You know, is God showing you, you know, that some action as far as. Uh, by the way, I saw two that, that at the Spark Conference. It's going to be amazing to help us because, see, we think that everybody thinks like us, or you know, we, and and the, and they don't. But to see others as God sees them, to accept them as God accepts them, to love them and to touch them. Is there a next step as far as what God has been telling you to do? You know, maybe it was six months ago or two years ago that God says, "Hey, I want you to do this," and you didn't. He wants you to circle the wagon and go back and bring your obedience up to date. Maybe there's something he told you not to. Don't do that. And you're doing it. Maybe that's the next step. Maybe, maybe it's, 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 it's service. You know, we're not going to grow without service. That's extra. That's just living it out. Would you ask God who he wants you to serve regularly? regularly serve somebody ask him to do that and then would you make that prayer lord would you please help me to bring someone to to jesus this year there's a lot going on here but here's the good news that uh, Michelle mentioned it earlier. Don't be worried or discouraged. God is able. 
He's going to complete that which he started. And if he started in you and me, he's going to complete it. I look excitedly and expectantly to what he's going to do with this bunch of followers in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. Let's pray. Father, Lord, help us take that next step. Holy Spirit, would you not let us leave here? Just, uh, just burden our hearts to, to, not, to not let this be business as usual, but let you just reveal to us that next step and let us share that with one another. Jesus, thank you that you gave your life for us so that we wouldn't have to accomplish anything. We just received this uh, gift of life by faith. Now, Lord, continue to cleanse us, to continue to guide us, direct us, uh, to be intentional in, in these things. Help us to use, Lord, this mirror uh, of, of what it means to be a follower of yours uh, to, to help us to truly love you more uh, each and every day and to serve others in an intentional way. Be glorified, I pray, God, through our decisions, through our choices, through our surrender. Today, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.